You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at Matthew-James.com. After fireworks, gunfire. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. People got shot at a block party in Shreveport, Louisiana. Three died, six more were injured. I am livid as what has happened here. People running for their lives. Shreveport District Councilwoman Tabitha Taylor, no word how many gunmen might have been involved. There are also no arrests yet in Washington, D.C., where nine people were shot and wounded early this morning in a drive-by. It appears that the shooting was targeted towards those residents and victims that were struck. D.C. Assistant Police Chief Leslie Parsons, the man accused of going on a random shooting spree in Philadelphia Monday, was just arraigned on murder and other charges via video from jail. Police say Kim Brady character was wearing body armor when he killed five people and injured two more. The White House says it's evaluating a federal judge's ruling that goes against President Biden on social media. A federal judge siding with lawyers from GOP states that accused the government of overreaching in its efforts to stop disinformation surrounding COVID-19. The U.S. District Judge ordering top Biden administration members to not communicate with social media companies when it comes to taking down content that's protected by free speech. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, now that it's the 5th of July. Some Americans who traveled are going back home, but airports are not as busy as Friday when there was a record number of passengers on planes. There are only about 90 flights canceled, about 1,000 delays, way fewer than last week. On the Friday before the holiday weekend, it's people get off work. It's like you open up the floodgates, but coming back, people have staggered return flight plans, so we're expecting them to return in uh, hopefully nicely spaced out intervals over the rest of this week. That's Fox's Jonathan Sari at Atlanta's airport. Earlier reported Monday was the hottest day ever recorded on Earth. Well, it turns out that record was broken yesterday. University of Maine researchers report the global average temperature hit 62.9 degrees. America's listening to Fox News. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save on Valspar 5-gallon ultra-flat paint. Was $131, now just $123. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn up to 900 bonus points with the purchase of a Graco Magnum X7 paint sprayer. Lowe's knows pros. Valspar offered valid through 8 to a selection varies by location. Estimated bonus points valid through 630. Actual awarded bonus points calculated on purchase price before taxes and after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms and conditions. Here at the Almond Joy factory where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and when you're looking to try someplace new, check out the Dining by District feature on the EatLafayette.com website. You'll see all of the locally owned and operated restaurants that are a part of Eat Lafayette this year, grouped by Dining District. You may find a new favorite right in your area of town. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Higher. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. <laughs>
morning, Louisiana. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon this morning across the state. Moon himself is out on vacation. I have it on good authority. There is at least one fishing pole involved, and he is taking a well-deserved rest uh, from the the goings-on of the crazy, crazy political landscape. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's out, Brandon, the rest of the week? Yeah, he's out the rest of the week. It's you today, obviously. Tomorrow yeah. is American Ground Radio. Uh, the guys there, they also did the 4th of July show yesterday, which was great. Nice. <clears throat> and then on Friday is going to be uh, none other than Paul Hurd. Oh, wow. Yep. That is He'll be, be driving the Lafayette to come do the show. That'll be a great show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call. I want to start this morning by going over to our friend, the Hayride. Scott McKay uh, has a piece that went up not too long after Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed the ban on transgender health care, the trans care, as the left, as the media wants to call it, really it was a ban on child mutilation and scientifically sketchy hormone blockers and hormone therapy. And McKay brings up a good point. There, I mean, the, the media itself is pointing out that this is a very, very controversial uh, thing. This is, this is big for Republicans and everything. Uh, keep in mind, this is an election year. He's a lame duck governor. But there's a bunch of legislators who are looking to get reelected. And what better way than to try to go with one more veto override session? Now, will they get a veto override session? Probably not. They should. Uh, I don't trust the leadership on the House or Senate side for this. But McKay brings up a good point. Listen to this. This is the Associated Press write-up of the veto from Edwards. Louisiana's culture divide over LGBTQ-related legislation echoes what has been seen in GOP-led state houses across the country. Bills targeting transgender people have topped conservative agendas, and LGBTQ advocates say a dangerous and blatant attack is happening on their community. This year alone, more than 525 anti-LGBTQ bills were introduced in 41 states, according to data collected by the Human Rights Campaign, a gay rights organization. During the waning days of the Louisiana legislative session, lawmakers passed a series of controversial bills, a ban on gender-affirming medical care for transgender minors that includes puberty blockers, hormone treatment, and surgery, a, quote, don't-say-gay bill that broadly bars teachers from discussing gender identity and sexual orientation in public school classrooms, and a measure requiring public school teachers to use the pronouns and names that align with what students were assigned at birth. Edwards vetoed all three bills. And this is where, as McKay points out, the AP story gets not into the facts, but into partisan spin. Marked by misinformation, religious arguments, and hours of emotional testimony from the LGBTQ community, one of the most discussed bills was the ban on gender-affirming care, something that has been available in the United States for more than a decade and is endorsed by major medical associations. At one point, the bill was presumed dead after a veteran Republican lawmaker cast a tie-breaking vote to kill the bill. 
However, amid mounting pressure from Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, who is a GOP gubernatorial frontrunner and the Republican Party of Louisiana, the bill was resurrected and passed. A federal judge struck down Arkansas's ban as unconstitutional, and federal judges have temporarily blocked bans in Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Oklahoma has agreed not to enforce its ban while opponents seek a temporary court order blocking it. A federal judge has blocked Florida from enforcing its ban on three children who have challenged the law. One thing you gotta know, and this is one thing that is not pointed out by anybody, you find this particular story. Also from the AP. The publicly funded health service in England has decided it will not routinely offer puberty-blocking drugs to children at gender identity clinics, saying more evidence is needed about potential benefits and harms. That's from the AP. The AP is reporting, or reported back in June, that England's public health care system, a socialist health care system, will not be offering puberty blockers, hormone blockers, because the science is untested. From Forbes, headline, increasing number of European nations adopt a more cautious approach to gender-affirming care among minors. Europe is a lot more to the left than even some of the most progressive folks in the U.S. Forbes writes that European nations are being more cautious. The Norwegian Healthcare Investigation Board announced it would reverse its current clinical recommendations with respect to gender-affirming care for minors. The updated guidelines would restrict the use of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and transition-related surgery to clinical research settings. Norway joins other European nations such as Finland, Sweden, and the UK in introducing limits on the provision of gender-affirming care to minors. In other words, John Bell Edwards, Fred Mills, all these folks that are against this bill that are for the mutilation of of children in Louisiana, for uh, genital mutilation, for unproven, scientifically unproven puberty blockers, hormone blockers for kids, they're ignoring the science because the science, even to the farthest left of countries, is untested. They are not sure that it is actually of benefit to kids. They are not sure what harm it may cause. And yet the people in our legislature, the Democrats, And Fred Mills, and Fred Mills was more than likely, as an outgoing uh, Republican politician, Fred Mills was more likely taking some bullets for some Republicans who also didn't want to vote on it. The Democrats, John Bell Edwards, some Republicans, all for something that even Europe admits is not scientifically proven. So we go back to McKay. It's amazing how an AP piece reads like a message board post from Democratic Underground, and nobody seems to bat an eye. A bunch of the TV stations in the state ran this drivel on their websites. Never once in that AP article did Klein mention that the bill passed by a 71-24 margin in the House and 29-10 in the Senate, just one vote shy in both houses of a 3-to-1 margin for passage. 
and with bipartisan support. It clearly represents the will of the people in the state. But of course, the leftist mindset of the AP author is what emanates from the governor's mansion. It's completely out of touch with the people of this state, and it's a reason why Louisiana is hemorrhaging population. People don't want to live in a blue state, and Edwards governs Louisiana as though it's Illinois. So if this doesn't turn into a veto session from our legislature, there are a lot of Republicans who will have to answer as to why they didn't fight harder for a ban on genital mutilation and unscientifically or are unproven, scientifically sketchy medical procedures and prescriptions for children, for minors. And that's not to get into the other bills that were uh, also vetoed by Edwards. I mean, we can talk about the quote, don't say gay bill. Again, the don't say gay part is a, is nothing more than a message tested uh, summary of text that actually isn't in the bill. At no point in the bill does it say you can't say gay. What that bill did was bar discussions of sexual identity and gender identity in the classroom. If it's not part of the curriculum, don't talk about it. And yet, that's apparently controversial. It's apparently controversial to want to stop kids, minors. We're talking about people who, we're talking about a group of people, our children, who barely have any concept of sexual identity and sexuality in our elementary schools. Kids who should not be discussing this stuff in our elementary and middle schools. There's actually a push to talk about these sorts of things in the classroom, and it's unrelated to any of the skills and standards and things that kids need to know. And apparently, it's controversial to want to stop that from happening. Apparently, that's what makes parents terrorists, according to the Department of Justice. There are parent groups out there that the left, across the country, are getting labeled as hate groups, getting labeled as damn near domestic terror organizations because they show up to school board meetings and they object to this kind of stuff in their kids' classrooms. There's something else going on here, by the way, something else that was made very uh, very clear by Jen Psaki on her MSNBC show. On her show the other day, Jen Psaki accused Muslim Americans of being manipulated by the GOP because Muslim Americans are showing up to school board meetings to object to this stuff in their kids' classrooms. And to the left, that means, well, these Muslim Americans are clearly being manipulated by the GOP. They, they can't, there's no way they can form a dissenting opinion that's opposed to us without being easily tricked, without becoming the puppets of the GOP. Same thing happened with the affirmative action case that was before the Supreme Court the other day. There were people out there actually claiming 
that um, Asian Americans were being gaslit into thinking they were being discriminated. It's not a disputed fact of that case. We'll get into that and more here on the Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in 844-766-6607 is the number you guys call in. We will have more coming up after this break. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like, move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity, not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at matthew-james.com. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call. Look, the, the left is so very, very vocal about the trans stuff right now. And it's, it's funny how it is trans above everything else for the left. So last week, some major Supreme Court cases got dropped. If you were here on Friday, you you heard some of that. We went over that as I filled in for Moon on Friday as well. But you had the affirmative action case in which the dissenting judges, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan dissented and argued that it's okay to discriminate against some Americans, in that case, Asian American students. 
And keep in mind, it's an undisputed fact of the case. The case showed that there was clear discrimination against Asian-American students in favor of African-American and Hispanic students. The case showed that. It's not in dispute. The two dissenting opinions in that case, written by Katanji Brown-Jackson, who couldn't even vote in the case because she had heard the case at the lower court before she moved up to the Supreme Court, but her dissenting opinion and Sonia Sotomayor's dissenting opinion completely ignored that. What's more, Katanji Brown-Jackson's dissent cited a study saying that uh, at-risk black babies were twice as likely to survive if they had a black doctor. The That study, the way she cited that study was the way it was cited in the initial hearings for the case. The people who did the study have argued against what they what has been claimed the study showed. The study never showed that. The study showed that there are the uh, neonatal ICU is packed with mostly white doctors. So if your at-risk black child, black baby, had a black doctor, newborn, uh, your newborn had a black doctor, then chances were your child wasn't in the NICU, which means they were at a much, much higher risk of surviving. If your child goes into the NICU, there is a higher chance the child doesn't make it. And since the NICU is filled with white doctors more than any other demographic of doctors, if your child had a, a white doctor, may have meant that your child was in the NICU. So she cited, she cited that mischaracterization of that study and just looked foolish in the process. But, but in that case, going back to the original point, Asian American students were discriminated against. It's not in dispute. And yet they argued in that case, the dissenting opinion argued that basically it's okay to discriminate against Asian American students. And then you had the 303 creative case that came out the end of last week. In that case, the dissenting opinion argued that discrimination is wrong. So which is it? Is discrimination right or is discrimination wrong? Keep in mind, they were arguing the wrong thing. It was never about discrimination against LGBT people. The case was actually about discrimination against people who have deeply held religious beliefs. The 303 creative case ruling was that it was compelled speech, a violation of free speech for a government to make somebody produce a product, which is essentially their speech, to create a website that promoted gay marriage if that was something that the person who created the website was against. And the people that are pushing that are people that are anti-Christian who don't want Christians to be able to practice their faith in what they do. They don't even want Christians to practice freedom of speech. Those laws are a distinct discrimination against Christians. That's okay so long as it's in favor of the preferred demographic. That's what the left wants. And that's why they're all in on the LGBT, particularly the trans stuff right now. 
They want to be able to discriminate against people they disagree with. All right, we're going to take another break. Check out our bottom of the hour. We've got tons more coming in. Plus your calls, 844-766-6607. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moongrafon. Back in just a moment. and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there are oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. This is Moon Grafana. Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. New pet dreams. Will he catch frisbees? Will she be friendly? Will he chase balls? And lifelong wishes. Will Will they they be be healthy? healthy? Start with regular veterinary exams. Call your veterinarian today. A message from your local veterinarians. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. Glad to be with y'all today. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call in, be part of the program. Moon will be out the remainder of the week. He will be back on Monday. He is taking a well-deserved vacation, and I hope that he is enjoying it wherever he is, hopefully out of the state, because I don't want him to be bothered by people who are either mad at him or begging him to run for office, as is the case 
whenever Moon shows his face in public. Anyway, lots to still talk about. We've only scratched the surface. And so I saw this headline floating around. I did go back and check. It is a story that originated in 2019, but it was a it was a perfect Independence Day headline. Arkansas men arrested for taking turns shooting each other while wearing bulletproof vest after drinking. <laughs> Turns out they were trying to test the bulletproof vests. And uh, and I think there was an update like a year later that uh, one of them pleaded guilty, or maybe they both pleaded guilty to it. But anyway, always a fun story. And I usually see it floating around on Independence Day because people like to to drink and blow things up on Independence Day, uh, which if you got a chance to do, you got to celebrate freedom in America as it's supposed to be enjoyed, which is always great. Speaking of freedom in America, Ben and Jerry's, if you like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I apologize uh, for what I'm about to say because it will undoubtedly upset you just a little bit. But the... So Ben and Jerry's, if you don't know, Ben and Jerry are super progressive, have been forever. And it should come as no surprise that they would do and say progressive things. And yesterday, uh, they did it again. Ben and Jerry's claims that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land. From the New York Post, Ben and Jerry's has called on the U.S. to return, quote, stolen indigenous land in a, both, in a bold 4th of July message. Taking to social media, the ice cream company divided fans over its Independence Day post, tweeting the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. So there's a lot of problems with this. First of all, To say it was stolen is to argue that the indigenous peoples believed in ownership of land. They did not. They lived on the land, but they believed that nobody could own it. Now, that doesn't excuse the actions of the settlers and even early U.S. history for some of the things that were done to the indigenous people. But you can't say it was stolen land if it was never claimed in the first place. Like, that's just historically inaccurate. But there's a little bit more to this. And this kind of ties into what I was talking about in the last hour or in the last half hour. Nearly 250 years ago, Thomas Jefferson wrote the ultimate breakup letter. And the very ideas that led to the American Revolution, the left has been trying to rewrite those for a while. You've got the 1619 Project, which is out there claiming that the U.S. exists. Its entire point of existing was to uphold slavery and that America's true founding dated back to 1619 when the first slave ships arrived in the U.S. And the 1619 Project was written by skewing some facts and completely ignoring others, like the fact that some colonies existed with no slavery and had no intention of implementing slavery. 
the founders knew that slavery would have to be addressed, that slavery was unsustainable based on the founding ideals of the country. Thomas Jefferson had many, many things to say about slavery. In fact, he, he was instrumental in getting Virginia out of the slave trade. All of the founders, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, all of the founders knew that they would have to address slavery at some point. But the American Revolution itself, where the, the, in, the, the, the Declaration of Independence really shines, is that both... Uh, Right-leaning and left-leaning historians agree that the American Revolution is or was a conservative revolution. I don't mean by political ideology. The colonists who took part in the revolution ultimately believed they were fighting to preserve rights they already had. Rights they already had because their grandfathers, great-grandfathers, their, their forebears had fought in the English Civil War, had fought for those very rights that were espoused in the eventual U.S. Constitution. They weren't trying to create something new. The American Revolution was never about creating something new. It was about preserving rights they already had. Most revolutions across, the, across world history we're all about getting rid of the old and creating something new. The American Revolution was about preserving what they felt they already had and what they were being denied by the British Parliament. Among those rights, freedom of speech, freedom to practice religion, freedom to keep and bear arms, freedom to not house troops in your home, all basic rights that you have that the government cannot take away from you. You have these rights. They are ceded from the government to you. That's why the left hates the Bill of Rights, because the Bill of Rights contains a series of what we call negative powers. It's stuff the government cannot do. It's why they're the most important amendments to the Constitution. The First Amendment guarantees a lot. The First Amendment guarantees us a lot, but, again, it's a negative power. Congress shall make no law respecting. It doesn't say you have the right to. It says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free to exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech, the press, the right of the people peaceably to assemble or to petition the government for redress of grievances. Congress shall not infringe the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Congress will not be able to violate your security against warrantless search. 
Congress cannot do this. Congress cannot do that. That's all the Bill of Rights is, is saying what Congress cannot do. That's why they're so important. And that's what the left is actively pushing against. The Constitution, via amendment, guarantees equal protection under the law. That's why a public university or a university that receives federal money cannot discriminate against one race in favor of another. That's not equal protection. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 takes that a step further. No person in the United States shall, on ground of race, color, or national origin, be excluded from participation in or be denied the benefits of or be subject to discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Title VI of the Civil Rights Act was part of that affirmative action case because, again, it is now in law. You cannot discriminate. Reinforces that equal protection. You have the right to take part in U.S. society without being discriminated against. The Democrats don't like that. The Democrats are opposed to that. The Democrats are opposed to free speech. What was a 303 creative case? It was a free speech case that also tied into the freedom of religion. Some people practice their religion by what they do. I believe it's called the doctrine of vocation. People practice their religion through their acts, through their works, in their professional lives. And that Colorado state law would say it doesn't matter if your religion prevents you from doing this. We're going to say that you have to do something. You have to create a work product. You have to create speech that may violate your beliefs because otherwise you're discriminating. But it's not really discriminating. The, the, uh, the website designer in the 303 Creative case had LGBT clients. What the 303 case was about was whether or not a couple, a gay couple, could force this person to create a website for gay marriage, something that violated her religious beliefs. And the Supreme Court said, no, you cannot discriminate against somebody's religion. You cannot compel them to speech that violates their freedom to practice their religion the way they want to. So the Supreme Court affirmed that you cannot discriminate and that you cannot compel speech and you cannot violate somebody's religious practices. And the left is besides themselves. They are beside themselves over this fact because... It doesn't help the groups they want to protect. It doesn't help the groups that they, and this is the key part here, feel entitled to get the votes of. Mentioned this earlier. The left has this very nasty habit of assuming that if a demographic starts shifting away from them, it's because they're being misinformed by the GOP. Again, I've seen it a lot now. People are saying that the GOP gaslit American, uh, Asian Americans into thinking they were being discriminated against in that affirmative action case. When the fact of the matter is, it's an undisputed fact of the case. 
Asian Americans were being discriminated against. Jen Psaki on her show on MSNBC said Muslim Americans are clearly being manipulated and lied to by the GOP. And that's why they're showing up to protest the school boards and these policies in schools. Have we forgotten how religiously fundamental a lot of Muslim Americans are? And the type of stuff that the left is pushing in classrooms is the very type of thing that Muslim Americans and people who practice the Islamic faith are absolutely against. It couldn't be that the leftist progressives are instituting policies that actually do offend these people. They're just weak and they're being manipulated to by white folks in the GOP. All because they don't believe in those fundamental rights that were provided by the Constitution, the rights that were the, the American Revolution was fought for, the reason we celebrate Independence Day. 844-766-6607 is the number. You can call in, be part of the conversation. We'll take a break. We'll be back here on the Moongrafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell him Moon sent you. Hey guys, it's Bert. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He's going to be back next week. Got a great rest of the week for you, though. 
Uh, in the meantime, 844-766-6607 is the number. If you want to be part of the program, would love to hear from you. Let your voice be part of the conversation. So Lawrence Tribe is a Democrat so-called legal scholar. He is uh, one of the guys who ended up kind of flipping on a, a, an original uh, position and saying that, uh, you know, Joe Biden could, I forget what the actual issue was. It was some stupid, oh, no, it was the debt ceiling thing, that Joe Biden could use whatever amendment it was. The 16th Amendment to basically say that the, uh, that the debt ceiling, or yeah, the debt ceiling is unconstitutional and just, you know, get rid of the debt ceiling altogether via that. And, but now he's out there, he's quoting, uh, he's linking on Twitter to the Washington Post, Biden faces renewed pressure to embrace Supreme Court overhaul. That's code for packing the court. In his tweet, uh, in his tweet, he quotes a line from the Washington Post story, which says some Democrats now argue that it is Republicans who have packed the court and that an expansion would unpack it. Tribe goes on to write, that's been my view since serving as a member of the president's commission on the Supreme Court, but it remains a minority position. If his view is that Republicans have packed the court, then he's an idiot. There has been no attempt by Republicans to pack the court. Is it packing the court to nominate people who are in your ideological position? If so, we got to go back a ways and see how many Democrats and Republicans, quote, packed the court because they chose somebody who, wonder of wonders, agreed with them. By arguing that conservatives have packed the court, that Republicans have packed the court because they got three Supreme Court picks, during Trump's era, you also have to say that, well, if, if Trump should have picked a, a more progressive judge, well, then Obama shouldn't have put in Elena Kagan. And I got to tell you, just based on her writing in general, with the exception of the writing uh, in, I forget which case it was that dropped on Friday, uh, that she wrote the that she wrote the dissenting opinion. About the student loan case? Yes, the student mm -hmm. loan case. She she wrote the dissenting opinion there. That wasn't her strongest argument, but she was in kind of a no-win position because she had to she had to hold the the ideological line and still didn't come up with a very strong argument. But of the three liberal justices on the court, Elena Kagan is the smartest. She came recommended by conservative judges. Like, if you're going to go with a progressive, go with her. She's the smartest one you got. And Elena Kagan's writing, although I disagree with it, is good judicial writing. And I'll disagree with it, but at least I can disagree with her over actual arguments, not the nonsense that Sotomayor and uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson put out last week. Sonia Sotomayor argued that the 303 creative case would allow for discrimination against LGBT people, which was not the case. The facts of the case actually disagreed with her. She's making stuff up whole cloth there. And she also referenced the Pulse nightclub shooting, saying it was an act of anti-LGBT violence. We know that the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida, was a Muslim extremist who was avenging fallen ISIS soldiers in the Middle East. Had nothing, dude didn't even know it was a gay nightclub. 
And yet she just made up facts out of nothing to support a case, to support a, a, a dissent that she couldn't make, she couldn't coherently write. And Lawrence Tribe is here now saying basically the same thing that, well, the progressives just need to go ahead and pack the court because conservatives already have. The conservatives have packed the court by putting people who are conservative in empty seats. Okay, so what's the excuse when the Democrats have done it? It's just stupid. Lawrence Tribe is an idiot. A so-called legal and constitutional scholar who nonetheless is saying stuff that is insanely wrong. A buddy of mine on Twitter notes, when Republicans unpack the court by adding 5,000 more seats, it's going to be so lit. And he's absolutely right. This is, and this is the problem that Democrats continue to have. Democrats complain about things Republicans are doing, but everything the Republicans are doing was based on a precedent set by the Democrats. If you don't think the Republicans should be doing it, you don't assume that power for yourself. The reason you can no longer filibuster SCOTUS justices is because Harry Reid killed the filibuster for judges in the first place. And then Mitch McConnell said, well, we might as well just finish this because the Democrats started it and pulled the nuclear option on Supreme Court justices. If you're mad about everything that Donald Trump did in terms of his executive powers, he did it because Barack Obama said very clearly, I got a pen and a phone. I'll go ahead and do whatever I can. And so Donald Trump came in and undid everything Barack Obama, and they yelled and they screamed and they declared tyranny and fascism. And then Joe Biden came in and did the exact same thing to undo everything Trump had done. And when the next Republican president comes in, they'll do the same thing. And it'll be more tyranny and authoritarianism and fascism, all because the Democrats keep forgetting that power. We're going to take a break back on the Moon Graffon Show in just a moment. Joe Cunningham filling in. The show that's not immune to the facts, Dan Bongino. We are your home for the Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square Media station. He was named and arraigned. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The man accused of going on a random shooting spree in Philadelphia Monday, killing five people, injuring two. 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker facing 30 charges for this mass shooting. No bail for the five first-degree murder charges. Fox's Aisha Hosni is on the case. Police say Carricker was wearing a ski mask, bulletproof vest, and carrying a police scanner. Also an AR-style rifle and a ghost gun, an untraceable firearm likely obtained illegally. Later today, a two-day sentencing hearing begins for the man who massacred 23 people inside a store in Texas. Fox's Evan Brown has more. Patrick Wood Crucius has already pleaded guilty to 90 different federal charges related to his committing a mass shooting inside a Walmart store in El Paso in 2019. Crucius, in comments he posted online, espoused a white supremacist and anti-Hispanic motivation. Crucius faces multiple life sentences, but could still get the death penalty in Texas on state murder charges. Police in two cities are searching for gunmen in two shootings late last night or early this morning after fireworks celebrations. In Shreveport, Louisiana, three people were killed, six injured when a block party was shot up. A drive-by left nine injured in Washington, D.C. They fired shots in the direction 
of some of our residents that were outside just celebrating the 4th of July. That's Assistant D.C. Police Chief Leslie Parsons. Thousands of Palestinians gathered on the streets of the West Bank protesting Israel's military operations. Overnight, an Israeli soldier was killed amid heavy gun battles as the Israeli military withdrew from the West Bank town of Jenin. During this two-day operation, the Israelis recovered multiple explosive devices along with dozens of rifles. 13 Palestinians were killed during the raid and 140 wounded. Fox's Trey Yingston, Jerusalem. America's listening to Fox News. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up? <sighs> I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be me. Then I got this. Align bloating relief plus food digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule. Align bloating relief plus food digestion from the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Get $2 off at alignprobiotics.com. When you get nachos, tacos, empanadas, spicy queso with jalapenos, Pepto-Bismol's there. Pepto-Bismol provides fast, effective relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. All the things that can happen unexpectedly on vacation. So before you travel, pack the Pepto. Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. What's dangerous and stupid and can cost you 25 grand? Excavating without calling Louisiana One Call. So dial 811 before you dig. It's the law. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. energy and lung capacity to be moon i don't know how he does it three hours a day every day of the week but the man clearly i mean he he is he he creates his own energy i've never seen him drinking coffee no he does he doesn't actually and the thing about him too is that he's wound up like that before the show and after the show yeah. It just, it's it never nonstop. Stops. It's it never nonstop. stops with him. This is, this is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. 
uh, 844-766-6607 is the number. But, yeah, I, I've never seen him drink coffee. He just runs off his own energy. And <laughs> it doesn't matter where in the building. So he's, he's filling in for ba- Dan Bongino last week, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the very back of the building talking with somebody. And as I leave that one office, I start to come around the hall. Keep in mind, Moon is in a small room that is allegedly soundproofed. (laughs) I can still hear him talking into his microphone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from down. There's just a lot of projection, a lot of of, of vocalization coming out. He's got... He's got the healthiest lungs, I think, of anybody I've ever known. You know, I don't even turn my headphones on when I'm running his board. <laughs> like, see, running the run the board right now with you, I got the headphones on because you have a, a normal voice. <laughs> with Moon, I have to keep the headphones turned off because it'll blow my ears out. <laughs> exactly. It's just it, it's sitting out there, sitting just outside the door mm-hmm. when I'm working. I can hear every word he says. I can turn on my, my, uh, my AirPods. Uh-huh. And even put on the noise cancellation, and I still hear him. He's he's more powerful than <laughs> Apple noise cancellation. Yes. So anyway, uh, once again, Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. Glad to be with y'all today. Moon will be back on Monday. You got me today. It's uh, American Ground Radio tomorrow, right, Brandon? American Ground Radio guys, uh, Stephen Parr, Louis R. Avalone, and then on Friday, yeah. Paul Hurd which is a great way to end the week. You're not missing a whole lot other than Moon's unique and very powerful take on the stories that matter most. But speaking of stories that matter the most, I want to shift our eyes to the Biden administration in China. So I was on vacation a couple weeks back. Uh, While I was on vacation, while I was actually heading to where we were going, uh, you had the whole Antony Blinken, Secretary of State, going to China thing. And during the process, uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping refuses to, one, lay out the red carpet treatment for this foreign official, which is something every country does. Every country gives you the red carpet treatment. When you step off of your plane, there's a huge delegation there to meet you. Jinping sent uh, sent like a low-level foreign, a, a low-level government official to meet Antony Blinken. At one point, uh, Xi Jinping did nothing. Uh, Blinken came in for like the handshake or whatever. And because of the way they were positioned, kind of had to bow a little bit in order to reach out and take Xi Jinping's hand. That bow was used in Chinese propaganda. The Chinese made sure to script everything out to where it looked like the U.S. was bowing to China because that's what the Chinese government does. The Chinese government is out to humiliate and undermine the U.S. government. And the Biden administration has done very little, very, very little to take the Chinese on. And in fact, there have been Chinese apologies. Remember the spy balloon? The the Biden administration said, oh, this doesn't pose a threat. This spy balloon was able to record inside military bases that it flew over, military installations it flew over, and the Biden administration let it float over the entire country before it got to the Atlantic and then shot it down over water. And then we found out that the military was actually aware of the balloon before it even got to U.S. soil. And there was an official working in the Biden administration 
who was a literal Chinese apologist. Now, China is trying to accelerate its growth as a world power. China, there's a reason China backed Russia in the Ukraine conflict, because the entire West was backing Ukraine. China backed Russia. And in fact, Chinese propaganda is showing more or less that Russia is kind of subservient to China, too. And it's making Putin angry, by the way. But there have been some folks who have called Russia basically a vassal state to China now. The Ukraine war has shown that Russia was basically a paper tiger when it came to its military. It has not been able to conquer this little country. And in fact, Russia is uh, not doing very well. An attempted coup that got very close to, where, to, to, Putin's, uh, to Putin's front. I mean, just Russia has blown it in many ways. And China kind of, China backed that horse, maybe should have stayed out of it. But China is trying to grow its global influence. China is sending, is sending officials to other countries that are not necessarily friendly to the U.S. and trying to get their support. China is going to countries, smaller countries, to get them to rescind their recognition of Taiwan as an independent state because China wants to go and fully conquer Taiwan. China is also notorious for stealing technology from other developed world nations and using it for their own advancement, particularly when it comes to the military. Now, the Biden administration has attempted to, with some teeth, try to put a stop to that. The Biden administration... Uh, is working on a policy that would block uh, American-made computer chips from being sold in Chinese markets. In fact, that's one of the problems with the spy balloon is we found out very recently that some of the parts made or some of the parts that the spy balloon was made from were American-made parts, which is a bad thing when you consider that those chips aren't supposed to be sold in China. So they're trying to figure out how the Chinese got to them. Well, now the Biden administration is taking another step forward. They want to block China from being able to access American-based cloud-based services. So, for example, if you run a website, chances are at some level your website may be run on Amazon's computing systems, a cloud-based service that basically helps websites run. You have cloud-based systems that you store something on the internet. It's available to any device you have. The U.S. is trying to block China from being able to access it because basically what it does, and this is getting very technical, I'm sorry, but there's, there's a point to all this. Basically, it allows China to access the computing power of some of these computer chips they're not allowed to have access to without actually having the chips. So a lot of this technology that is available through cloud-based systems, the U.S. government is now trying to stop China from having. There's a problem here, though. It's almost a too-little-too-late situation for the Biden administration. Biden has allowed China to become a new global leader. The fact of the matter is, China was able to go sit Iran and Saudi Arabia down and start some sort of peace talks between the two countries. Saudi Arabia hates Iran. Saudi Arabia has always looked to the U.S. to be a friend and ally in the region to keep the extreme and, frankly, insane leadership in Iran at bay. 
Well, the Biden administration came in and started making kissy faces with Iran and started ignoring Saudi Arabia. So now Saudi Arabia turns to China, turns to Russia, turns to people who are notoriously our enemies in order to try to get something done. And China sat those two nations down. There's no actual peace agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran, but the mere fact that they had those talks makes China look great and makes America look weak. Biden and his administration have ignored China up until the post-midterm era. And now that the midterms are over, they're starting to, starting to be a little more aggressive with China, basically escalating things with this computer chip ban, now the cloud systems ban. But the, he's allowed China to grow. He's allowed China to increase its influence on the global stage. And as a result, America's losing support. Now, a lot of folks in this day and age are fine with America not really being involved in a whole lot of stuff across the world after the two never-ending wars, after a lot of U.S. involvement in places where maybe the U.S. shouldn't have been involved. Uh, with the neoconservative faction of the GOP kind of being uh, synonymous with the establishment faction of the GOP, you have a lot of folks who are just tired of the war hawkishness of the Republican Party and of the U.S. in general. So they're fine with, US, with the U.S. being a little more isolationist. But here's the thing, and, 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 and this is why this is so important. Whether or not you really want it to be, we are in a very globalist era. Globalized markets, globalized communications, everything like that. The U.S. has to take part in order to compete, in order to thrive. But it's when the U.S. backs away from global commitments that very, very bad things happen in the world. Without the promise of America being there, major, major devastating events on the world stage happen. And when you have leadership like the Biden administration in charge and the U.S. is taking a very unserious, unprepared role in global affairs, you have a lot of bad actors rising up believing they can do far more than they should actually be able to do. And no one's telling them they can't because everybody looks to the U.S. to tell them no. And the U.S. is like, eh, we're not getting involved. So then you have things like Saudi Arabia saying, hey, we're just not going to produce as much oil and causing a bit of an energy crunch. You have uh, China flying spy balloons over the U.S. You have people flooding our southern border because the Biden administration is not going to do anything about that. I want to get more, I want to get to more on the border in a little bit because there's a lot coming in there too. But the Biden administration has stepped away and the U.S. is significantly weaker because of it. And China gets to rise and China does not have our best interest at heart. China wants to hurt us. More on this and a lot of other news and information coming up here on the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. We will take a break. Back in just a moment. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. 
We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Well. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon program. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. We are an hour and a half through, 30 minutes left in the two-hour show. Plus, we've got the third hour for those of you locally who are listening to that. Still have more to come. Uh, real quick, want to mention this. Uh, for those who, who have not heard me before, I used to be a teacher, spent almost a decade in the classroom. Today is the day that AP scores have been released. So your child can log. I think teachers can see it. I can't remember. Uh, no, I think uh, students can log in now. Students can log in and see their scores on their AP tests. And, uh, you know, I was talking with some friends. There's a, a former student of mine, a former and a guy I used to coach, who has, because of the hard work he's put into AP class, he has some, he's like close to a history minor in terms of the credits he's got for college. And that's just him busting his butt. So congrats to him. Congrats to all of our students who have passed the AP test. Uh, saw the stats a couple weeks ago about the, the the passing rates globally for some of the classes, and it's clear that that kids right now are struggling. They're getting a little bit better in the post-COVID era, but again, those shutdowns really did hurt a lot of things uh, for our students. And in Louisiana, yeah, we had the shutdown uh, at the very beginning, but we, uh, throughout the state, in, in most parts of the state, didn't do a full shutdown into the uh, 20 and 21 year, which was good because it gave our chance, our kids a chance to go to school and continue getting information. Man, the, the, the progressive states that listened to the CDC, who in turn listened to the teachers' unions, 
and forced the shutdowns of the school. They screwed a lot of kids over. It is incredible just how many kids got screwed over because the Biden administration lied about the science, misrepresented the science, ignored the science, and fought to keep schools closed. That's something I think a lot of people really don't fully understand. School closures did not make sense. There was no data out there that showed that kids were getting COVID-19 and transmitting it. And in fact, one of the things that stayed pretty consistent, even with all the variants of COVID-19, was the fact that kids in school, particularly elementary and middle school kids, did not shed the virus at a rate that could get other people infected. So closing down schools never really made sense. Uh, the, CD, the former CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, she is uh, the outgoing CDC director. She made a comment on warning against politicized science the other day. Rochelle Walensky was one of the ones pushing politicized science. The CDC, along with Tony Fauci, they were all out there saying, no, 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 no. You don't need masks. You don't need masks. We, this virus, whatever it is, you don't need a mask to block it. And then they told us, yeah, yeah, you do need it. You absolutely need a mask. We only told you that because we didn't want there to be a run on mask and prevent our, our health officials, our healthcare workers from being able to get the virus. And then they turn around and say, well, well, so those, those masks that you and your, your, you and your friends made in your little crafting circles that you, you crafted your own with sewing machines and everything, those don't actually work. You need an official N95 mask. But don't, don't, don't go out and, and waste all the supplies. Healthcare workers need it. And the, the information changed, and it changed at a much faster rate than the, than the data actually showed us. In the beginning, maybe masks worked. But as the variants evolved, the particulate that you would shed of the virus that could get other people infected, that became smaller and no mask would stop it. But they shut down the economy and they shut down schools all over that panic. They politicized the science. Tony Fauci actually said, if you disagree with me, you're disagreeing with the science. He called himself the science on this. No one has been proven more disastrously wrong on a lot of these things than Tony Fauci. His little 15 minutes of fame turned into years of his supposed expertise. Rochelle Walensky got her little 15 minutes of fame all based on poor expertise. And what did we get as a result? We got a devastated economy. We got kids who lost a ton of educational time and actually lost ground in education, gains that Americans had been making, American students had been making. We lost all that. Because there was this great moral panic by the Democrats who used the opportunity to seize more power and more control. And they got very, very mad when you challenged their power and their control. They got really upset by that. And they don't want you to remember that they were fighting for so much control. All right, let's take our bottom of the hour news break. One more half hour coming up. When we come back, what do Republican voters care about most right now? Look at our southern border. Have more on that coming up in just a moment here on the Moon Graffon program. Joe Cunningham filling in. 844-766-6607 is the number to call. Ha. 
I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. If you really want to support our troops, just contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. To find out how you can help, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. Happy post-Independence Day for those of you who are celebrating. Whether you drank too much or blew up too many things, I hope that you have... A decent day. I know that we have to go back to work. But unlike England, we got a day off yesterday, and we do not have to eat beans on toast. I have never understood that food. Um, but the there's a reason that the top restaurants in London are all foreign foods. <laughs> I would. That's one reason why I have no desire to go to London. Because I have to be able to at least in semi enjoy the food I'm going to eat. So historically speaking, Ugh. historically speaking, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great things to do in London and, mm-hmm. and and to go visit and see. And if you want good food in London, you can find it. You just don't 
you, you just go to like a French restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the best chefs in England all studied French cuisine for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beans on toast is That's not nice, it. Uh, there, so there are some things that like sound great, like uh, black pudding, blood mm-hmm. sauce and stuff like that. It sounds good, but it actually tastes really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like beans on toast for breakfast, I don't understand that. Never have, never will. Um, it's a textural thing for me. I think I don't think I could I could put the two together. But anyway, Ugh. we don't have to eat it because we are American and we could throw things over fire and do it very well better than most people. That's what I did yesterday is I got the kettle grill out and uh just cooked burgers and hot dogs, even grilled some vegetables and 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 had a great time doing that. I'm looking at beans on toast recipes and it's even more gross than I pictured it. Because it's not even like barbecue beans, God. it's just beans. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I would have. I mean, it's it's the navy beans. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's just Ugh. it's it's wrong. It's it's wrong. And this is why we fought for our freedom almost 250 <laughs> years ago. God. Is so we wouldn't have to eat beans on toast. Anyway, your calls, your voice can be heard. Eight four four seven six 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 zero seven. You know, looking at some of the polling data out there. Rasmussen, uh, Economist YouGov, NBC, uh, Harvard Harris, USA Today, Reuters Ipsos, all on the direction of the country. Consistently, uh, let's see, the average is 66.8% of Americans think that we are on the wrong track as a country. Uh, Rasmussen, 64%. Um, Economist YouGov, 67%. NBC News, 74%. Harvard Harris, 62%. Uh, USA Today Suffolk, 66%. Reuters Ipsos, uh, 68%. Uh, you have well into the 30s, if not 40s and 50s, the right track, wrong track polling here. Um, most folks believe that the U.S. is not on the right track for good reason. Economically speaking, uh, a lot of the... St- uh, just the economy in general has a lot of people very worried. But there is a, a a new wrinkle, or I guess not a wrinkle, a new trajectory for the Republican Party in the 2024 primary and general election. I mentioned this on Friday when I was filling in for Moon. Um there is a an NBC News poll that showed, basically, it, it asked Republican primary voters, how likely is this position, this platform position, how likely is it to make you more supportive or less supportive of a candidate? And the one issue that made a majority of Republicans more supportive of a generic candidate would be sending the U.S. military to the border to fight the fentanyl crisis. Not to enforce border, not to enforce the border and enforce immigration, but specifically to take on the cartels and fentanyl. From the Wall Street Journal today, Republicans' new border plan send military into Mexico. Republicans running for president and in Congress are coalescing around a controversial way to wage war against illegal drugs, sending the U.S. military into Mexico. Former President Donald Trump, who was previously called for building a wall along the southern border and giving drug dealers the death penalty, has also proposed creating a naval blockade of Mexico to prevent drugs like illicit fentanyl from entering the U.S. 
His leading opponent in the 2024 GOP nomination race, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, promised last week to use, quote, deadly force, end quote, against anyone caught smuggling drugs across the border. On Capitol Hill, Senators Lindsey Graham and John Kennedy have both voiced support for military operations in Mexico. Senator J.D. Vance, a Republican of Ohio, said in a recent interview on NBC that cartels should be considered terrorist organizations meriting a military response. And Representatives Dan Crenshaw, Republican of Texas, and Mike Waltz, a Republican from Florida, has sponsored a bill that would formally declare war on the cartels, meaning the military would be authorized to drop bombs on cartel targets. There is a simple reason that the idea of a military intervention keeps cropping up. It is popular and not just with Republicans. In an NBC poll taken in late June, sending troops to the border to stop the drugs was the single best liked of all 11 GOP proposals tested with Republican primary voters. And it was the only one that gained support from a majority of all registered voters. And that phrase there is key. Registered voters, when it comes to polling, registered voters skew heavily Democratic. And for a majority of Americans in a heavily Democratic voting sample are saying we need to send troops to the border to combat the drug cartels and the fentanyl crisis, that's significant. That's why Republicans are taking this route. You're going to start seeing a shift of the Republican candidates away from the culture war stuff. They're not going to give it up completely. I mean, that's how Ron DeSantis made a lot of his, got a lot of his national attention was the culture war stuff. But you're going to see them start talking about the border more. You're also going to see them start talking about the economy more. Because these Republican candidates know that Americans aren't as – some Americans, many Americans are still worried about the LGBT stuff, the, the push for trans ideology, things like that. They're still worried about critical race theory and things like that in the classroom. But they're much more worried about these kitchen table issues, what they're called kitchen table issues, the, the family economics, basically. What's impacting my wallet? What's impacting my bank account? What's impacting my family and my neighborhood and my community? And it's the economy – a looming recession, rising interest rates. It is the opioid epidemic, particularly fentanyl. All of these issues hit very close to home for a lot of Americans. You'll know that it hits close to home for a lot of Americans because there's this, there's this rule in broadcasting and in print. You don't talk about fentanyl all that much. You don't talk about it all that much because it actually chases away your audience. And the reason it chases away your audience is because everybody seems to be impacted in some way or another. People actually don't want you to go into detail about the fentanyl crisis because your audience will be like, I know somebody that affected, this is too close to home, and they turn it off. They close the article, they turn off the radio, they turn off the TV, they stop reading the newspaper story. Because it hits close to home. But that's exactly why Republican candidates are now looking at that sort of thing. Because Americans are very, very worried about the fentanyl crisis. They are very, very, very worried about its impact in their community. They are worried about drugs flowing in the streets. They're worried about violence flowing in the streets and crime rates and violent crime still going up, still making a lot of headlines. They are worried about the economy. They are worried about inflation still being high, but the end of high inflation comes a recession. And even if a recession doesn't come, interest rates are super high right now. 
And that's impacting a lot of Americans too. And you're going to start seeing a shift from a lot of Republican candidates to these issues because they are very, very worried because the voters are very, very worried about all of these things. Joe Biden, meanwhile, is out there hailing what he's calling Bidenomics. He's actually taking credit for the economy. Everything looked great. Inflation is down. Jobs are up. Everything's grand. Wages are up, but they're not outpacing inflation. So people are still losing money because of inflation. Even though it's gone down, wages are going up, but wages still aren't outpacing inflation. A lot of economists, a lot of financial institutions, a lot of folks on Wall Street still concerned that a recession is coming. And a recession means bad things for the American voters, too. And this is all coming to a head right as Joe Biden's reelection really gets underway. So the next talking point that you're going to hear from Republicans is going to focus on the southern border, not because of, in, of immigration, although that is also a major issue for voters, not just Republican ones, but especially in border states. But the southern border where the fentanyl crisis is concerned. You're going to see Republicans start to pivot towards that. You're going to see Republicans start to pivot toward the economy more because they need to start hitting Joe Biden on the things that impact Americans most. And while everybody does care about these social issues like the trans ideology in the classroom, like critical race theory in the classroom, Americans are more worried about their pocketbook. There's always the cynical response that all Americans vote with their pocketbooks. Exactly. If we're about to hit a recession, that hits Americans' pocketbooks. That takes the U.S. from having a Democratic president to having a Republican president. Doesn't matter who the Republican nominee is. A bad enough economy benefits every Republican. Consider that with the exception of COVID-19, the economy was better than it ever was, jobs were better than they ever were, and wages were better than they ever were, including and especially in minority demographic groups when Donald Trump was president. Doesn't matter their feelings on the guy. If they think that he would do better, his administration would do better managing and navigating through the economy American voters probably won't hesitate to bring him back over Joe Biden. Big, big, big issue there for American voters. And it's going to start with the fentanyl crisis. 844-766-6607 is the number. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. We're reaching the end of two hours. Get your voice in. Let your voice be heard. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Moon Grafon program. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? 
It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize a future of family, community and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Prescriptions require no. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He will be back on Monday. In the meantime, now I was mentioning earlier, the whole point of Independence Day and the, the type of stuff that it stands for, the Ben and Jerry's comments about stolen land, stolen indigenous land and everything like that. So on, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I don't do much on Facebook other than share stupid memes because uh, I don't like to get involved in the drama and a lot of things. But I am a, a, I'm, I'm in several uh, Facebook groups, particularly parenting groups. And there's one, it's just a group of dads. And there was a status posted uh, yesterday. Don't forget to teach your kids what today's fireworks stand for. And it got so bad in the thread that the administrators had to turn the comments off because there were a bunch of people who were saying the same progressive talking points about stolen land, about how the country was founded, the slavery, all that sort of stuff. And it's really just depressing. 
it's depressing, one, that so many people have forgotten the actual history. And I, the, I, I could go on on the history of it all, but there is one comment in there that I think really stands out. I've never seen more butthurt comments in a thread before. If y'all are so hurt by, on how this country was founded and not by anyone living today, then why don't you try living in a country that doesn't give you the freedom and see how much you like it then? That's one of the reasons America is so great is that you can be unsatisfied with it and go on the internet and say that. There are a lot of countries out there that don't allow you to do that. There are a lot of countries out there that don't allow you the freedom of speech. They don't allow you the freedom to practice your religion. They don't allow you the freedom to print what you want to print. They don't, they don't allow you to keep weapons for your own safety in your home. They don't afford you equal protection. They don't afford you the opportunity to live in a society where you don't have to worry about the cops just randomly kicking in your door and dragging you out for no reason. But America's the worst. Apparently, to these people, America's the worst. There was an op-ed piece at MSNBC. As we celebrate Independence Day, I worry about the freedoms that this Supreme Court has taken away from us. Really? The Supreme Court acknowledged that you have a freedom of speech and the government cannot compel you to make any sort of speech whatsoever. The Supreme Court affirmed you have the, predest the, the freedom to practice your religion. The Supreme Court affirmed you have the right to not be discriminated against. And the left is out there screeching about all this. They're out there screeching about those Supreme Court decisions. They're out there screeching about T Clarence Thomas and the racist invective that goes against a black man who dares to be a conservative. The left is arguing that discrimination is okay provided it's against Christians and against white people and against Asian Americans. If the affirmative action case had been flipped... And it was black Americans getting discriminated against in favor of Asian Americans. The left would be apoplectic. The left would be on the side of the defense in that Harvard and UNC case. But instead, the policy benefited African Americans. So naturally, that it, it's we've got to keep it. We've got to keep that form of discrimination alive. We need to be able to discriminate against people who practice their faith in their work. God forbid a person who, by the way, has gay clients, has lesbian clients, has bisexual and transsexual clients. God forbid that person say no to creating a website promoting a gay wedding, something their religion doesn't actually let them believe. God forbid they want to actually practice their faith in what they do. Nope. You can discriminate against Christians as long as you're not discriminating against trans people. It's the absurd and contradictory nature. I know I said it on Friday. I'll say it against the absurd and contradictory nature of the progressive movement. And the hilarious part of it is they, they whine and they moan about the country and how awful the country is and how the country was founded and all this terrible stuff the country did. Tim Scott 
has said it best since announcing, and even before he announced his candidacy. The point of America, as written, is about creating a more perfect union. Nobody said it's perfect. At no point has anybody said, seriously, that we are perfect, that this country is perfect. But it's always about creating a more perfect union. That's why the founders said more perfect union, because they know that there were still things to address, like slavery. They knew it had to happen, and they knew that America had to grow and change, and they laid out the provisions in the Constitution for America to be able to grow and change and become a more perfect union. And these clowns, and that's what they are, these absolute clowns are out there complaining about the country, complaining about the rights that you and I have, because those rights mean they can't do certain things to protect certain peoples, all in an effort, mind you, to ensure those people's votes. It's not really about... The, the what they call discrimination or anything like that. It's about maintaining their political power. They want to use the government to force speech. They want to use the government force, use government power to compel speech and to block people from practicing their faith, all as a matter of control and maintaining that power. And yet, and yet, the people who go out there and complain about it, they have every right to go out and complain about it because actually that's what those rights mean, that you can go out and complain about these sorts of things. And to think it is so absurd that we have a political party, we have a political ideology, a mainstream political ideology in this country that despises those freedoms and despises those rights. It's hilarious, but it's also sad, and it's really a failure of our education system, too. All right, that's it for the show coming up next. If you're local, got one more hour here on the Moon Graffon Show for everybody else. You've got American Ground Radio tomorrow, Paul Hurd on Friday, and the Moon comes back on Monday. Gonna be a great rest of your week. You guys have a great week. Talk to you again soon. This is Joe Cunningham signing out for Moon Graffon. show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.